All right. What's up, world? I'm Lance. And I am Dan. We are throwing eggs. Let it let that knowledge crack open. (laughs) (laughs) I just laugh so much because you hate it so much. Yeah, I do. (laughs) We haven't come up with a better idea yet, so super chill. Mm-hmm. what that's <laughs> the name or that's just your state of being right now <laughs> both uh, nice. welcome back to the super chill podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> well lance um i had a question for you that i oh, was yeah. i was gonna throw at you uh is it who's your favorite poet <laughs> it is oh nice nice oh am i supposed to answer who's your favorite poet uh thomas martin Okay. He wrote uh, the electric Kool-Aid acid test. He definitely did not. But okay. yes, yes. I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> nah, uh, it's this dude who um, uh, was sort of a, you know, a good old heathen for a while and then became a, uh, a monk. And he's like, cool. his, his works are in texts are beautiful. Um, he traveled all around for like 20 years of his life and then joined this monastery in Kentucky. And yeah, at that point just started writing and his writings are beautiful. Uh, Seven story mountain is his biography. It's awesome. It's just, it's just a beautiful read, but yeah. So your real question though. Yeah, that was my real question. Who's your favorite poet? Cool. I, I'm glad that we're on the same page. You know? Yeah, same wavelength. Sing, sing. Do, 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 do. Doom, doom. do you think that? Uh, do you think at any point they'll discover a new color or a new sound? I think we've already discovered a bunch of different sounds and different colors. They're just on wavelengths we don't, we can't physically experience. It's like uh, watching the sunset. And yeah. seeing that green flash. Have you ever experienced ah, that? Out in San Diego. Good yeah. brewery. Oh, nice. Um, you ever had green flash brewery? I think so. Maybe once. Uh, they used to be my, when I used to, when I uh, used to drink, they used to be one of my favorites. Oh nice. my God. They if I see wild. them around, I'll have a beer and I'll go, Dan, cheers. Just for you. Please slaunch it to the, slaunch it to the ceiling and then punch through the window uh can the window be open yeah okay of good, course good, good. okay i'm just making yeah. sure i'm not trying to break glass right now <laughs> exactly don't break any glass mm-hmm. favorite block party song by far breaking glass breaking glass and kicking ass <laughs> am i your new favorite poet <laughs> top five yes yeah <laughs> That's how little poetry I read. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I was thinking the other day that I need to be dancing more. I used to dance a lot before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to this, uh, I jokingly, tongue in cheek, called it uh, Dance Church because it was on Sunday mornings. Dude, that's but awesome. There's, it was amazing. There's nothing like tongue in cheek about that. Like people should be dancing more. Dancing is awesome. 
people that don't dance are just stuck inside themselves being fearful. Like when you just totally. let go and you're like, the only tongue in cheek thing about it is it wasn't actually religious. So that's why it wasn't actually church, but it, I called it dance church. Church it was doesn't so have much to be fun. religious. It's just a spiritual experience. You're right. Well, and it was very spiritual. Um, so there was, we did it on Friday nights and Sunday mornings and it was actually in this. So uh, you started so- Friday night and then you ended Sunday morning. Okay. Exactly. I know what type exactly. of church you were going to. Yeah. We were going <laughs> to the, uh, the church of Mo- the St. Molly. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no, that's not the case at all. That was a joke, my fellow brethren. But, um, anyway, uh, it, the, uh, the place where we danced, this ballroom on the second story was actually right across the uh, street from a, a place in town called Tavern and Grocery. I don't know oh, if I you've know, heard of it. Uh, you mean where I ran and operated the place? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> that was Lance's. That was your old temple. But that it was, was uh, my old temple. I it was right across way the too street much time in that place. You know that uh, that old. It used to be like a high school or something. The brick building, that big brick high school or whatever the hell. Oh, yeah, down just a little bit, right? Yeah, from Office Depot or Uh Office Max or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was in there. And it was on the second story. And they even had a ballet dance floor. So the wood floor gave – it had some give to it. So you didn't screw up your knees when you were dancing. That's awesome. Um, Lance, I'll tell you this, man. I have never been more sore in my entire life. You have never known a better – more complete workout than dancing randomly for an hour and that's what we did there was no it's called it's, zumba dude it's already yeah. a workout <laughs> it's a, a free form it's complete free form you dance to an hour-long spotify playlist uh you could dance by yourself most people dance by themselves and then a couple uh more shall we i don't want to be mean here a, a couple more creative people did freestyle dancing with other people so they mm-hmm. kind of like roll on each other and they'd like you one of them would use the other as like a wheelbarrow and like all this weird stuff but it was so much fun man that and sounds I normal so i mean that's a wheelbarrow yeah. race from like elementary school we always <laughs> exactly bring, we always come back to being a child exactly you like, always have to come uh, back to it and it was so therapeutic i had spiritual experiences where i would just start laughing out of the middle of nowhere for no reason and just <laughs> laughter would like bust out of me like <laughs> like that but less evil mm-hmm. um yeah and, I was uh, like that's not a very childlike laughter here yeah just... you're right it's more like <laughs> i would imagine it's like <laughs> no that's creepy clown that's, laughter no that's mario kart <laughs> no that's waluigi from mario kart it's not it's even me. like the friendly it's me waluigi but Lance, as I sit here and tell you today, I miss that dance church so much. COVID screwed it up so bad. I even remember the last time that I went, or the last time they had it actually was in, I think, late February, you know, right when, mm-hmm. right, or maybe early March, right when stuff was getting real weird. I think yeah. it was right actually Right when I March. got kicked out of the Peace Corps. Yep. I yep. know that time. Yep. It was getting real weird real quick and uh it's funny because you know you'd think a lot of most covid deniers are on the right but there is like a fringe covid denying faction on the left like the, no it's not a fringe at all it's just the liberal side of it 
Yeah. Like you have well, the pocket that cares. And then on both sides, you have the extreme there. It's equal no, extreme. no, no. Yeah. I think it's more fringe on the left. I think no, there's a much bigger population. More fringe. It like not I'm gonna adhering, disagree. Not adhering to COVID rules makes you an outcast for the left. Not adhering to COVID rules makes you part of the right. I'll give you that. I'm not talking about COVID rules. I'm talking about COVID itself. Oh, just that it exists? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh I get your uh, point on that, but I'm talking yeah. about COVID itself. Okay, yeah. Then I got to rephrase and say the people on the left that they're not denying COVID, they just don't care. Yeah, exactly. I, I think okay. they just don't care. Uh, I will never forget the last class I went to. The, at the end of the class, this like hippie lady in her 50s or whatever was like, we at the end of the class, we would always kind of like convene in the middle and have some sort of like just share random thoughts, whatever we wanted to share. Like if we had some sort of thought that we had about the dance or what we liked or what was fun about it or whatever. And this lady, this, I will never forget this hippie lady, smallest dance church ever. There's usually like uh, 40 people there. And this time there was like eight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this I'm hippie lady. We're talking about dance hip class. I'm going to dance. This uh -huh. hippie lady is just like, I, I don't think it's pertinent that we should, uh, talk at the moment i think we should all engage in a nice big breathing exercise first and she proceeded to go <sighs> like that and she was like let's do the lion breathing exercise where you breathe in and then roar as you're breathing out and all i and i just got up and left i was like yeah these motherfuckers are spreading covid everywhere right now yeah so. you are a little bit more fearful of covid than i am but justifiably like yeah your mom I'm not a lot no, I'm yeah, saying I'm, you are not, justifying your fear, yeah, which is good. I, your fear is justifiable. There we go. I wouldn't. It's. I think this epi, this pandemic has turned us all into one level of hypochondriac or another. I think everyone at some point is like second guessed one thing they did because of COVID. I'm not saying that everyone's turned into a lunatic. I would. I would put. I would describe myself this way. I don't let the emotion of fear come into my life as much as possible i mean sometimes it does but when it comes to covid i try and breathe through that shit but i do look both ways before i cross the road yeah no and that's smart um yeah but i miss dance I, class man i only hang out with the people that i hang out with so i keep myself to yeah. the limited bubble and whenever i see anybody i always let them know i am not the best follower of all the precautions yeah like i walk into the store and i lick all the handrails you know? yeah like well you were uh, doing that before covid though it's just a habit of mine i can't stop yeah. i just can't stop licking the handrails <laughs> some good stuff on there man oh man who this one time man i thought i was seeing frogs everywhere <laughs> <laughs> it's like the uh that's like one of these like south toads from the southwest secretes a psychedelic out of their back isn't that like every Amazonian toad? It's called 5-MeO-DMT. Oh, we're going back to DMT. So Well, it's, it's a, a type of drink. DMT. Okay. It's a type of DMT. But when you lick the toad, you start tripping face. But Oh, fun, I, fun mug, by the way. Oh, that is a fun mug. Is that from France? From Portugal. 
Oh, cool. And it actually has a little spoon that I don't put into these little like spoon slots because I know I'm going to break the spoon if I do that. Um, yeah. But it's a great tea mug. Hmm. That's cute. Yeah. Mine's, mine's the Nalgene. And as always, folks, remember, drink, drink up. up. I got my soda stream bottle that's uncarbonated. Mm. I had enough carbonation earlier today. It's awesome. Yeah, I love some carbs too. Some mm -hmm. carbonation. Mm -hmm. Dude, have <laughs> you checked into uh, like nitro filters? So instead of carbonating it, you can have these little nitro filters that will give you the same effervescence. But nitrogen affects you differently. It doesn't get stuck in your stomach. It's mm. like little bubbles that just release as you drink it. Like, That's pretty uh, wild. Like, remember drinking Guinness? I know it's been a while, but the difference yeah. between a Guinness and a regular beer, how you can yeah. pound a Guinness and you don't feel full? I never pounded an Irish Guinness, but I pounded some American Guinnesses. Same, same. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, <laughs> you know how you're supposed to do that double pour on Guinness? Like, you oh, yeah. hit it and then yeah, you wait yeah. and then. It's the nitro hopes. pour complete hoax it was all a pr campaign to make them waste more guinness to make you wait for the guinness oh my so god that's the dumbest thing yeah, ever it was guinness is worth the wait was the pr campaign i don't care internet come at me this is a true story the double pour of guinness is a complete hoax i'm enraged Ugh! i just get mad because i try to tell like i'll go to a bar order a guinness and I just tell them, like, can you just pour the Guinness and then give it to me? Like, I don't need to wait, like, that other two minutes between pours. And I'm like, no, this is this is not how you drink Guinness. I just get infuriated. That, okay, that is the dumbest thing ever. You know, the, you know the smartest campaign when it comes to alcohol ever? Quicker the better? Smirnoff Ice. <laughs> I feel like someone in their PR campaign started the Ice Challenge. Oh, yeah. Someone start. Some undercover bro went to a frat and started being like, "Ah, iced you, iced you." At one of the parties that we we've went to recently, um, I was supposed to bring some stuff over too, and I had set so that there were twelve ice bottles in my trunk, and I asked a bunch of guys to come over to help me out, and then I popped the trunk, and there were twelve of them around. And looked at the bottles, and it was the largest ice experience of my life. <laughs> Damn, it's just a straight up icing. You just got iced like a Christmas cake. Mm -hmm. It was one of Jim's experiences. Ah, yeah, Jim. And I'm oh man, I'm trying to think of the okay. So, the last time I got iced was obviously before I stopped drinking. I'm gonna um, ice you with just like seltzer water. Well, you know that's you know that's the reason I stopped drinking is so people couldn't ice me anymore. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Not, that yeah. like makes perfect sense. I'm gonna use that as my excuse now. <laughs> um, but no, no, I did. Get, I remember getting iced at the top of a like next to a haunted mansion in a haunted tower, Ooh. and J Jason iced me with a 24 ounce orange juice smeared off mm. a warm one. I was like, that bastard. That asshole. You asshole, damn you to hell. <laughs> so I had to drink that, and that was the worst thing ever. But, I, I mean, hey, dude, the abandoned mansion was pretty dope, though. Uh, Dad, actually, is it the one that's down on, you know, that road that's numbers that we're not going to list? Like 151? Yeah. 
Yeah, why wouldn't we list a we shout out to one fifty one, baby? Yeah. <laughs> Is it that big old one that's down there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's a cool ass mansion. When you speak of cool ass mansions, when are you coming back to this neck of the woods to one fifty one? So I passed through there tomorrow, actually. But I'm going oh, when to, you're going yeah, skiing. I'm going to snowshoe to hit up nice. the slopes. Anybody on the East Coast, snowshoe, unless you're going to go up to the Northeast Coast, like New Hampshire, Vermont, snowshoe is by far the best resort, um, best slopes around. Uh, yeah, and then after that, at the end of February, I got to go up to – yo, you want to do a podcast at my cabin? I got to go up there for like two to three days. Yeah, for sure, man. Yep, yeah, you just want to come up and chill? Rock it out. We'll right, get cool, some cool. COVID tests and rock it out. Yeah, yeah. I got to go. So I'll go before I go to another thing. But yeah. Yeah, sounds good to me, man. I'll bring some uh, party favors. We'll have a good time. Mm-hmm. And by that, he means decaf tea. And no. No. Peach sugar. decaf. Peach decaf. And um, uh, the homemade Chex Mix. Oh, homemade Chex Mix. You talking yep. garbage bag like with the uh, muddy wait. buddies? I do know the chocolate chips don't have sugar in them. Where's the chocolate chip that don't have sugar in them? So um, they're in my cabinet right now, and I forget the brand. I Dude. can do this. Wait, hold on. I can do this. Three, two, one. You got to. What, what kind hog. of chocolate chips are they? What <laughs> kind of chips are they? Lilies. Baking chips. Yeah. Um, zero <laughs> sugar added, less than one gram of sugar for the whole thing. 13% of your dietary fiber. This, these are awesome. Is it just hardcore cocoa? That's it? Yeah. yeah. The ingredients are cacao, a little bit of milk, uh, some milk. sunflower stuff. Because they're milk chocolate. But milk. Uh, there are the dark chocolates that don't have the milk in them. Sign me up for the dark chocolate because yeah. I hate milk. I hate all things dairy because I have the allergic to it. It's not that you hate all things dairy. You have to hate all things dairy. Exactly. Uh, by the way, uh, the dog. Come here. She just ate uh, my wife's shoe, and I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for that. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> what like, kind of shoe? Here. Was it a nice shoe or just like yeah. a running shoe? Uh, it's a shoe. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, whole shoe. Oh, oh no. What it's kind her, of shoe is that? It was her it's house like a, shoe. Oh, it's a house shoe. That's easily replaceable. It's easily replaceable, but she got them less than two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, no. For Christmas? Uh, for um, Let me buy these shoes to walk the dog outside the dog just ate her own like walking shoes man she's biting the hand that feeds her <sighs> biting the foot hey! that walks her uh so i picked up the shoes and i put them onto a shelf and she just put both paws up and is trying to get the other shoe that's wild your dog is wild man that's awesome yeah. she's just a dog i love she's her so much i love her so she's much a She's a sweetie. Yeah, dude. She is. She's that like you're walking down the street and everybody sees her and they cross the road because she's a 75 pound pit bull. Yeah. Then anybody that actually walks up next to her, she sits down and just starts licking their hand. Pit bulls get a bad rap. dude. It's too bad. The, the worst rap, honestly, they have. It's 
It's not fair. Yeah, they're just they're very attention heavy. Like that's that's their real yeah. rap is they need to have like a little squad or a herd. Um, I have her registered as a ESA dog. I'm, oh, cool. Yeah, and she is my she is my dog, and I am her person. Emo- is that emotional science animal? Mm-hmm. She teaches me things like Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill, 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 the science guy. It's funny you bring up. It's funny you bring up Bill Nye because I saw this picture of Bill Nye from the eighties dancing with some chick at a house party Mm -hmm. oh my god it was wild the internet is so filled with useful things these days i believe that's super useful i love bill nye a science guy i feel bad um speaking of hoaxes i think we talked about hoaxes in a former podcast Uh like last two hours ago yeah (laughs) two hours the second recording of today folks we can be scandalous scandalous um i started a facebook group when i was like a a freshman in college i started a facebook group called r.i.p bill nye (laughs) people lost their minds some people got super mad at me and then uh cody came to my defense and was like chill out guys it was a joke but if i still had my old facebook account i could have brought that up but i deleted facebook permanently two years ago i or three years ago i did like a a permanent a social media Mm -hmm. purge i deleted everything i was hoping that that was going to help me concentrate more and lo and behold and lo and behold that wasn't the problem the problem (laughs) was me (laughs) so uh it didn't help and uh, i was like ah the problem is intrinsic daniel son it is inside yourself Mm -hmm. so uh, so I would have been able to bring that up, but I did a social media purge. I just got back on some social media, but I ended up deactivating my Facebook again on inauguration day. And, um, so now I don't have any social media. I do have the Instagram app downloaded, but I don't really go on it that much except basically well, what I'm hearing is I'm in charge of all of the social media for this podcast. And I and the worst is social media. This was supposed to no. be your domain. No, I'm I'm really good at it. I'm just not going to have any of my so personal. Put it this way. Social media is very powerful when you're a producer. Like very us. powerful. Yes. When you're yes. creating. So, animation. Creation. But. Masturbation. Nope, not that part. But when social media, when you're a consumer of social media, it'll destroy your life. If you're creating on it, have at it. Mm-hmm. But if you consume, it's like um, it's like Scylla. You do know that from... our listeners and viewers are consuming, right? <laughs> Not true. <laughs> Please consume us. We consume want to, us all day. We want to be your gluttony, but let us be your one gluttony well, source. I could I could be a man of uh, contradicting truths here. My our <laughs> listeners will understand. There's there's more than one way to there's more than one way to paint a tennis ball. Okay, uh-huh. and all I'm saying no, there's not. Is, you have to paint it green. Any other color is a farce. No, you know tennis balls originated as white. Yeah, but then they became green for a reason. 
then they went to yellow, and now they're either green or blue. Don't give me those blue tennis balls, I swear. (laughs) I swear (laughs) to God, if you don't lick your hand before you do it this time, I'm going to get blue tennis balls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, all I'm saying is that the world got into this. This is our own problem. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, all I'm saying is that the world is filled with creators and the world is also has consumers and any of our listeners out there. I know they're consuming us, but I have faith that they're all very beautiful, intelligent creators as well. That's all I'm saying about that. I think y'all are schmucks. Why would you listen to us? (laughs) Seriously, seriously. I was at a campfire the other night. That's why you should listen to us. I let a campfire for two years of my life every day to boil water. <laughs> nice. Shit in a hole. <laughs> I'm not making this up. This is a true story. Yeah, Lance was in the army. I was in the lesser part of government service. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were in the Corps. Yeah, I was in the Corps. The Marine Corps. <laughs> no, the Peace Corps. Don't, don't confuse the two. The Marine Corps has funding. I don't. The, the Marine Corps also uh, is kind of mean. <laughs> No, I think that the Marine Corps isn't mean. Uh, the Marine Corps is just forced to be mean. Okay. There's not much of a difference. Mm. I'm not saying that as a character flaw. Like, I still love our Marines. I love every SEAL that's ever trained. But you got to be a little bit mean to be a drill sergeant for SEAL training. Oh, yeah, no, but they do it for, like, fun, though. Yeah, it's like uh, my favorite um, story that I've heard coming out of West Point is there was a general who gave a commencement speech. And he stood up in front of the cadets that were about to be sworn in and said, why do you and asked the question, why do you make your bed? And they all sat silence because it was a speech. It's a rhetorical question. (laughs) You make your bed so that the first thing you do in the day is to succeed. And you're drilled to make your bread, your bed properly in order to succeed at everything you do that day. So when you make your bed in the morning, you make it right and you make it tight so that everything else is done properly throughout the day. I love that speech. Was that William McRaven? I do not know the name, but sure. Why not? No, I think it was McRaven. Uh, McRaven was the dude that led the team that got Osama bin Laden. And I would, I would love it if that dude went, like, got involved in politics. But I like the, I like the notion of telling your brain a tiny win in the morning. Yeah. Make it that bed. changes your whole mentality for the day. Make that bed so you can make that bread. Mm-hmm. If I yeah. don't make my bed in the morning, my day is just a wash. Yeah. It, it's I weird that it's so little, but if I don't make my bed, I just, I get up and then I go, nothing else matters today. But if I get up and I yeah. make the bed, I go, all right, time to produce. Having a messy unmade bed is the equivalent of like a bunch of flies, like flying around a sack of testicles. Mm. A sack of rotten testicles that uh, from a corpse that's in the ground. Yes. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> no. 
Okay. Well, yes and no. Yes. Yes and no. No, I was just going to say the metaphor for me. When did you start making your bet? That's my question. When? When? Like what year? Well, I always made my bet as a kid and then I stopped making my bed. When you went to college. Yeah. Stopped making my bed and then I remade my bed. And now I don't make my bed again. So I don't know. It's on and off. Oh, man, dude got to make that bed got to make yeah it's on and off so but all i was saying is an unmade bed is like flies swarming around a set of bull testicles yeah a dead bull carcass no there's nothing dead about it (laughs) 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 your bed reminds me of a dead bull testicle the godfather has a whole new meaning now i know it really does like uh you disappoint the family. I shall now give you this bull testicle that you have to sleep with. It's and all, dead. And and the fly sudden, shall be brought to you. You shall all brought of a sudden, to your own bed. It's like, wait, wait, where's Joe Rogan? Where's Joe Rogan? Is this fear factor? I was really hoping he was here as well. Oh I'll man, we'll get him on the we'll we'll get him on the pod soon enough. But I was <laughs> I was it is important, though, to always have a some sort of schedule in your life, you know, some sort of framework, some sort of guardrails, because, you know, you're on guardrails your entire life. You're on this train. You're on a train. You get thrown on the train basically right away, because when before kindergarten, you're too young to, like, do your own thing anyway. So in preschool, you're on the train. And then you're still like college, still on the train. And then after college, the the train, yeah, the train, the train station is like after college, the the train stops at the station. And the train takes you to Penn Station and you look at all the other tracks and you go, oh, my goodness, I'm overwhelmed. I was going to say it takes you to a station in the woods and you get out and you're in the woods. Why would you be in the woods? You're not in the woods. You're obviously in Penn Station where there's 1,400 other tracks that lead you to different routes that drive you crazy each way. Except for that one golden track. You're right. It just leads you to a life of fulfillment and eternal bliss and happiness. Mm -hmm. That's a big part. That's a big issue in today's society with, uh, with marketing, you know? The glitz and the glam compared to how life really is. You ever think about that? You mean like how Coca-Cola is the devil? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. How did you know our topic today? I had, this is our topic? What? Never, never was I told this topic before. Never was Lance told this topic before yesterday. And then I forgot about it because I was going to sleep. (laughs) <laughs> and then he slept and he woke up and he's like, I'm a man. Let me make my bed. Mm. Um, that's a good song. Uh, I'm a but man yeah. that I made my bed. I'm Dude, a man that I made my bed. I'm a man that I made my bed. And Coca-Cola uh. has brainwashed billions of people in this world. Oh, yeah. Wake up, listeners. Wake up. 
you're being brainwashed at this very moment and it's all a bunch of lies okay it's all a bunch of lies everything from the how many lies what are the lies that we're being told uh there's sugar and everything uh i mean not true so sort of true one can of coke is more than way more than your daily allotment of sugar first you know like the og story of coke right yeah, the OG story of Coke. Let's get into it now. Let's get into it. You know it. John I Pepperton. Know it. Yeah. 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 Dr. Uh, Pepper. Mm-hmm. Took wine and just put Coca and cocaine in it. Yep. Right? So we got this mm-hmm. wine that's like boozy. And then you're adding cocaine into it. Cocaine wine. And then the coca, like the the nut that like makes Coca-Cola have that like uh, nutty flavor. Yeah. So there's the Coca-Cola are two different types of nuts. You have the cocaine and then the nut flavor. You put it into wine and then you sell it. Genius. I actually love it. And I wish that I was there to try it at the time. But then you had the abolitionists. Which all of a sudden said, no booze. And then John Pepperton was like, oh, you just ruined my whole identity. This is what I was trying to sell. And then made pop. So, yeah, he, he took the alcohol out of it and slipped under the radar with that cocaine. Do you know when the cocaine got taken out? Uh, 76. <laughs> no, it was in 1903. But- Damn it, I was so close. But there was a very there's a very racist undertone to the entire thing because they were like they were like lying about black people drinking coke and then going out and causing crimes. So they're like, you've got to take this substance out of this drink right now. And uh, so they took it out. We always blame crime on race and not crime on the drug. I know. It's so it's so perverted and so stupid. I mean, people are dumb. People are dumb. We got to get over that fact. Yeah, but um, yeah. (laughs) So Coca Cola actually took cocaine out of their soda a full like nine years before cocaine was illegal. So imagine those days. If cocaine becomes legal again, will they put it back into the soft drink? No, but there is a huge uproar because there is a microscopic trace amount of alcohol in Coca-Cola, which means that it's not halal. It's not sanctified as a Muslim drink. This is me going on a different route. If you're going to say no bad things like halal, like Mormon, like a lot of blanking. Who cares? If you're just not going to do bad things, then just don't do bad things. Just don't drink Coke. That's my point. Well, a few a few things on that. Have you seen the video where they put a piece of steak into a glass of Coke? Oh, for like marinating it and how much it breaks down because of the acidity? They leave it in for a few days and it eats the entire steak. 
Yeah, no, it's the acidity. That's just acid. Yeah. That's not like a new science experiment. Grab your vinegar, put your steak in vinegar for 48 hours and see how it breaks down. I'm going to file a lawsuit against you for embarrassing me just then. I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> I'm acidity. Just, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bill, Bill I'm Nye, sorry. the science guy. We're going back that's to not, that. That's not the main point, though. The main point is, do you think that at some point sugar drinks are going to be seen like cigarettes are today. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Coca-Cola is driving the epidemic of obesity. Absolutely. Heart failure, heart disease, cancer. You can lead it. You can all, not all roads, but a massive amount of roads lead back to Coke. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that, a lot of roads lead to Coke and and Sprite and root beer and all that shit. Uh, So the general idea is soda and what we're consuming. Mm -hmm. I think people can consume what they want. I'm a fan of legalizing drugs, taxing it, making rehab centers. I think the problem with Coca-Cola isn't that it's bad. It's how the company has abused its privilege is being the number one consumed beverage on the planet and not done anything to benefit us. That's my biggest problem with Coke. So they're doing, they're just sucking a bunch of value out of us and leaving us decrepit, which is so true. It's so true. But at the same time, we got to realize that Coca-Cola is horrible. Like it is so unhealthy that, um, oh man, I'm completely blanking on the point I was just going to make. I'm like spacing out on it. But what I was going to say is that Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. I have a point to talk about the company if you want me to run on that real quick. Yeah, keep going. I completely spaced. (laughs) Dude, so the problem that I have with the company and not the product is that they take water from places that don't have water in order to make their product. So you have India as one of their largest producers. This is really freaking sad. Coca-Cola back in like 2006, 2008 said, we, every ounce of water that we use is going to go back in. So we're going to build wells. We're going to provide the communities that we are sourcing water from with the water supply that they need. That was only the water that went into the can. So a 12 ounce can of Coca-Cola needs water like crazy. There's, I think it's four gallons of water goes into one single can. They were only trying to give 12 ounces back rather than the four gallons. So they're taking water from this, from these communities that aren't, water rich but they're building these factories bringing people in and so when the factory worker goes back home they don't have water man like i'm not exaggerating it's a drought around the coca-cola factory and the ceos keep on saying we give every ounce back it's only the ounces that go into the can and i say fuck coca-cola because of that not because it's bad for your health you're an individual, figure it out for your health. I fucking hate the company. So I completely agree with you, but I'm going to go off that point that you disagree with here, that 
So they're give it, so caffeine and sugar are both highly addictive substances. Yeah. And there's absolutely. no age there's no egg age regulation. You're seeing toddlers drinking coke. It's it's the it's the ultimate gateway drug. It's the OG gateway drug because yeah. it's so, it starts that um, addiction loop at, at a very young age, at a massively young age. And you could argue even still you could argue hey people have the right to choose what they do, uh, what sort of drinks they drink. But at the same time, if there's, if there's one drink or one company or a few companies that are causing a massive drag, a massive anchor on the, uh, on the health system, what would you do then? Because then all of a sudden the people that are drinking a bunch of Coke are weighing down the, uh, the health system and essentially upping costs for everybody. The costs are through the roof on diabetes, cancer, mm -hmm. and heart disease. It's the COVID-19 experiment that we've been dealing with over the last year. Yeah. We are now saying, oh, you have to do these things in order to not bog down the healthcare system. Yeah. But when the company's involved and not a natural phenomenon, like a virus, that spreads throughout everybody. Now we care. If a company has money and they give money back to the government, the government doesn't care. Exactly. When it's extraneous when it's outside of that little bubble or sphere of influence or sphere of control. Now they care. So COVID is caring about something because they can't control it. You can control how much sugar somebody gets. They don't care. Sorry for being so angry. I'm just really livid about our government. Yeah, it's insane. It really is insane because if COVID was a company, they'd be like, oh, that's fine. We yeah. get our kickback. We got our kickback. That's cool. But yeah, you can't control COVID. And it's insane that people are, are making that argument without seeing it fully that um, I think everyone on both sides needs to kind of wake up to that, that, okay, yes, COVID is really weighing down or, uh, pushing our medical system to the limits, but there are companies out there that are also doing that and making people in politics rich from it. People are profiting off of heart disease. So, okay, of course there's going to be one or two uh, steps down the line. It's not a direct connection, but essentially politician, cancer, profit it's it's disgusting actually, it really is i would actually flip that uh you just had uh the sign politician profit politician so you and then the, you know that you know and math, politician angry, as well well no you know the the sign for greater than yeah you flipped it when you did it politician is a greater than profit no, I wasn't gonna... doing greater than signs. I was I doing. I I was using your analogy through what I oh. saw. I'm sorry. Oh, um, Pac Pac-Man. Yeah. I get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The politician, as long as Pac-Man is greater than at the politician, there's going to be no change. Well, there needs to be. It's it's this insane, disgusting corruption out in front of our eyes. It's like they're not even trying to hide it. So. There's only going to be a few things that solve it. We'll wait and see if that happens or not. Andrew Yang. But, no, I don't Andrew believe Yang. in. I don't believe in a prophet. I just 
think that he's better than a lot. I believe in ideas, Andrew Yang Gang. Um, but I think some things that'll help you, we have to, we have to get rid of term limits. We can't have career politicians. Yeah. We've got to get rid of money in the government. They're Coca-Cola, it, the cancer company, you can't have them subsidizing the government and subsidy and, and kind of like basically paying hostage money is what it is. They're just like, bribe it's just it's just full-blown i i can't believe it's legal but it's legal bribery is what it is you just kind of like look the other way there needs to be labels on all coca-cola cans and they need to stop the advertising lobbyists shouldn't be able to give a single dollar to any any political campaign any individual it's really wild that we i think a lot of us out there know these truths We all know it needs to sort of happen. It's these ideas that we're talking about aren't new. Yeah. Like, but we're stuck because you and I aren't in the position of power. And all we have is this podcast podcast that we just started. But we can do something, and that is honestly vote third party. Always. Trump's unless now gone. The, unless it's the Patriot Party. I don't care what third party, just anything. We have to split the government. We have to split it so that we can have a conversation. There's, it's left and right. We need to have an option that's beyond that because if we don't, we're going to have Coca-Cola just racking in millions. We're going to have a government that now because they can't control... Billions. Uh, billions, yes. A, a government that is incapable of dealing with a pandemic because they don't care about people's health. They care about the money coming in from the healthcare system to them. We suck as a government. We just suck, man. And it sucks to realize, but we're the richest country in the history of the world and we can't take care of our people. It's, uh, no, no, it's not that we can't. We refuse to. We're saying... Everybody yeah, go on. lock your doors in COVID because the healthcare system can't provide the need that is there. We're as a as a country, as a population, allowing for a privatized healthcare system to not be bogged down. No other industry should ever be let out. But then again, look back on the 2008 financial crisis and we bailed out banks the government will always bail out the big businesses because the big businesses funneled them money and i just say fuck the government sorry to get on this rant i'm a little bit heated i have some issues with my management today in my apartment building fuck the government Yes. There needs to be. I went on a rant. I'm angry about another thing. What happened? Oh, so doesn't matter. If if I bring it up, then I'm just gonna get angrier. It makes it real. Uh, I'm not allowed to have lights out on my balcony. I know. 
you're like, what, why does that matter? Um, I have lights out on my balcony for like different seasons. So I have like the Christmas lights, then I have um, uh, the normal time lights, just like purple and white. And then I go yeah. into Len and then I go into other things. But they didn't send this email to me. They sent it to Chelsea. And so I'm fighting it as if I never knew about it, which I just accommodate mm. myself. So eh, who cares? Nah, they're not going to watch this. Yeah, but if they do. Anytime soon. You'll be, you'll be living somewhere else by the time they listen to it. Yeah. Um, or maybe we'll be... <laughs> or Go maybe it'll, it'll be... Yeah. Maybe it'll be the end of days. Let's jump Coca- back to Coca-Cola. And there'll be Coca-Cola in the streets. I really feel that what deep down in my belly soul, I really feel that there will that there will be a comeuppance at some point. We think way too short term. So yeah, one human lifespan sounds like a long time to us, but it's really not. I think the comeuppance will happen in the next 20 years, there's going to be some sort of revolutionary decentralization of the government. But it pisses me off that Coca-Cola is so blatant with it. Like, and you know what? They're, they're the new cigarette company, but cigarettes haven't even been punished as much as they should. You know, I mean, it's, it's nice to smoke cigarettes and to just drag one whenever you want, but you're not giving them to kids. And you're yeah. not, and you're not shoving it down people's throats, twenty four seven with like, marketing. Now it's so like twenty one is the age that you can buy cigarettes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it should be the same with soda, or yeah. eight, I think eighteen should be soda. I think eighteen should be the age of everything. If we're gonna have people, uh, it's gonna be a whole other topic. But fighting wars. Yeah, if you can give a kid a gun at eighteen, then they are able to have a cigarette and have a drink of beer. Yeah, you're probably right. I think they should vote, fight in war, drink a beer, smoke at a 21. cigarette. I'd be yeah. fine with changing the age of recruitment for the military to twenty-one. Give, but not the age school... of voting. No, yeah, every, all of it. Don't change age of voting to 21. All of it. Yeah. No, I'm fine with that. No, that's bad. That's bad. Hear me out. Hear me out. You change it so that you leave your house at 18 and then you go experience life for three years. Then you get to decide what you're going to do. Even if you go to college from 18 to 22, if you go to an apprenticeship, if you go and just get a job to pay for your own apartment, who cares? Allow for there to be three years of living before you get to do anything. I think we should extend it to 14th grade, actually. I think kids should go to public high school until they're 20. Well, no, I think that there should be public university, but that's a whole other thing. We're talking about how evil Coca-Cola is right now, dude. (laughs) I know, man. I know. And it drives me insane that they've teamed up with big ice cream as well to make these like uh, ice cream floats. Uh, it's you know the problem the problem comes down to at some sometimes i think i'm just a hater on certain stuff but i think i mean you are but this truly deserves the hate because they're lying to us and they're killing us and they they built a campaign 
okay, so the starting out with John Pepperton, that I'll forgive them for that. But since then, they are actively a bad company. Not only are they poisoning our bodies, they're taking away water from communities. They're putting in people that they should pay adequately, but they don't. They're making a profit for their CEOs that honestly do nothing. They're Anybody out clowns. there that wants to listen to me, a CEO can suck my fucking finger. Get on the streets and do your job rather than just dance around money. That's my... Actually, no. I'm going to stand by that. Fuck you, CEOs. They get paid too much. They're, they're, the ratio is out of control. I think a CEO is important for keeping the company alive, but they shouldn't make 20,000 times the amount of their workers. They should make like 200 at most. No, they should so, make the exact same amount as their base worker. Well, no, there's no incentive that way. Yeah. You got to have some sort of incentive to improve how you're working. Don't be a like CEO a, then, be a manager. CEOs yeah. manage. They just run things. I don't know. I'm just bitter. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's, I've switched completely to soda water. Yeah. I, I'm, I haven't had soda a soda. Stream, a company that has a CEO and CEO of SodaStream, send me free shit or I'm going to bash you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we're, we're, we started Until to use. You pay me, I will bash you. Our plug is, our, our, <laughs> this podcast brought to you by blackmail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just gonna now start you know why I got so angry. Uh, just the blackmail people. It's yeah. fun that way. <laughs> Black, semi, semi-legal blackmailing is never a boring time. But no. yeah, this is, it's been kind of incoherent. Uh, I'm a little bit sleepy, but the, we did the it. over yeah the overall point is that coke is bad guys and you should stop drinking coca-cola and definitely stop giving it to your kids um i think it should be heavily regulated and uh diet coke is even worse diet coke they have to add these artificial sweeteners that uh That's kill the use they uh, kill your gut fruit. bacteria monk fruit sweetener that's what they need to use. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But, you right, know, how about we do this? You Just know this podcast. To the world? Yeah, exactly. You know it's a mess when you start to talk about bull, bull testicles and stuff. But uh, I love the world. And this was a great podcast. And uh, I love science. So that's all I have to say. Um, I guess since you took science in the world... I again will say, I love you canines and extraterrestrials. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> All right, Dan, love your brother. Love you, Talk man. Sam. Peace. Bye.